Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome, welcome to the Roto Slappers Fantasy Baseball Podcast right here live exclusively on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, your home of sports, wrestling, entertainment, video games, the whole nine yards. We got it here. We are live. What is this? Week 11? Week 11? Yeah, we're going to yeah. think it is. Anyways, he just introduced himself. You know who it is. Uh, the man to my right. You're in Texas, look behind you. Because that's where the Rangers going to be. Coming to you live Howdy. from the big state of Texas, the man himself, Blake Kendrick. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Yeah, I was telling you, avoiding this heat at all costs possible. But uh, other than that, excited to be back. It was an awesome fantasy week for myself. So Me too, actually. It was. So that's kind of funny. But uh, I'm feeling kind of good, man. You guys had heat, huh? I'm oh, glad. Sure. How long has it been? Like a, a week now? Yeah, a little over. But it's just getting worse and worse, man. It's like every day i mean the heat index is up you know 105 stuff like that it's it's not even safe to be you know hanging out outside man it's gross out there that's how i describe it it's gross it even smells hot when you walk outside (laughs) we have summer again here last week we had halloween in the middle of june in chicago but that's kind of how the midwest gets wonky with weather with uh, weather like that so but summer's back again this week but so i'm glad you guys are Doing well when you have uh, air conditioning down there. Yeah, keep those kids inside. We have 10 weeks. I just counted. We have 10 weeks to go in the regular season for fantasy baseball. That's it. 10 more weeks. So that's that's why we're going to bring out Professor Streets a little later tonight and have a little fun with that. Because if you are a bubble team trying to fight your way into that six spot or hovering around that six spot, it's time to start hedging your bets in a sense and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit later but let's get this started you're here for some fantasy baseball you're here to probably catch up on the same stuff that we're all catching up on uh like myself and tim probably so let's (laughs) get it so let's kick this off a little injury notes alejandro kirk um he took a fastball from john gray off the left hand he did that uh sunday's loss to the rangers he was placed on the 10-day il with the left hand laceration and contusion contusion uh ryu who underwent uh tommy john surgery a year ago has progressed to throwing off a mound at the club's complex in florida so we'll see what happens there um don't ex- i'm not gonna expect much from him however it's the timeline doesn't fit too well and your guy again poor guy anthony rendon out of the lineup third straight day gets put on the il again now with the left wrist contusion again tough go for him out there huh? Always. Gio Ursula fractured his his left pelvis in the first inning of Thursday's game. He's going to miss a significant amount of time. Uh, Angels manager Phil Nevin said. That sounds like that sounds like anything you hear from pelvis, it's not good. Yeah, that's not something you want to ever happen. (laughs) No. Zach Neto was placed on the 10 day IL with a left oblique strain, the one that we talk about weekly. God, those suck. Nagging, nagging, oblique injuries. Um, welcome back, Joey Votto. 
activated off the injured list. He's going to bat sixth or was batting sixth tonight in his debut. So this is 10 months after undergoing left shoulder surgery. Hunter Green was placed on the 15-day IL, retroactive to Sunday with right hip pain. Lars Newtbar, he's been out uh, since injuring his lower back on that catch on May 29th. He rejoined the Cardinals. Uh, Aaron Judge received his second platelet-rich plasma injection on Thursday. He intends to address discomfort in a second ligament near his right big toe. Timetable is unclear. Carlos Rodon, who you have said is not coming back till basically the second half of the season, it is estimated he will need three more rehab starts before being activated. It's almost lining up exactly like you keep saying it is, isn't it? Harrison Bader, uh, he's expected to join the Yankees in Boston, but he'll instead play in rehab games in Somerset this week and aim to be activated uh, Tuesday, next Tuesday, I guess. Then Nestor Cortez could resume playing catch uh, this upcoming Sunday, uh, Aaron Boone said, so we'll see how that one goes. Jazz Chisholm did a total body workout, and he ran today. The exception is he will begin a rehab assignment later this week. Kente, Kente Maeda uh, will likely pitch for the Twins by the end of the week. Alex Cobb was placed on the 15-day IL, retroactive to Thursday. Another left oblique strain. Max Muncy. Suffered a low-grade hamstring strain last Wednesday. He was placed on the IL this past weekend. Um, David Peralta, has a left, who had the left hamstring strain, returned to the lineup Sunday, but they lost Taylor to right knee pain. Tristan McKenzie was scratched from his Friday start with right elbow discomfort. Not something you want to see. MRI revealed right elbow inflammation, and he was placed on the 15-day IL. Sean Murphy was taken to an Atlanta area hospital to undergo an MRI exam with his right hamstring feeling discomfort. Um, So that's not good. He was not in the lineup Sunday, so we'll see what happens there. Tim Anderson should be okay to return this week. Mike Clevenger suffered no structural damage also, um, so he should be throwing by the end of the week. Chris Bryant played catch, hit, and did some light running this past weekend. He's expected to increase his activity this week. <clears throat> Ooh. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, three bullpen session on Friday. The Tigers expect to have some news Tuesday about the left-hander's next steps. So that's good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jacob DeGron underwent his UCL repair surgery on his right elbow on June 12th. Uh, he said on Sunday that he hopes to return in August of 2024. That's a long exit. Sucks to hear that. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Gray, he returned to the rotation on Sunday. Brandon Lau um, can resume pregame drills with the team on June 23rd. So for now, his focus is rehab and strengthening work. Seth Lugo threw a bullpen session on Saturday. Could line him up to return to the mound on Tuesday. And that's about it for fantasy relevant, I would say. The big fantasy relevant injury news. Uh, anything else you want to add? Any updates for Astros? <laughs> They're losing. No, um, the uh, Jordan still, you don't know. Uh, we, you know, and uh, Lance McCullers, you know, he's out for the season now. I think might have talked about that last week. Uh, so, uh, not good for us with the <laughs> three three starters out, three starting pitchers out, and our best bat. So anyway, I'll, I digress. I, I'll try not to complain too much about my strokes. 
<laughs> you know, at least you would know more than us. You get the daily scoops there. Probably listen to the radio. Although the Astros are very, very coy on their yeah. injury news. So it's not that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. It's Monday. You know what that means. It's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Sir. Kick it off. Get it. Let's get it going. Get us going with some good, some positive. All things. right, something good. Tell me something good. Uh, so, according to MLB Communications on Twitter, the uh, the attendance. I'll just go ahead and quote what they said. So I'm giving them credit. It was a red hot attendance weekend across all of MLB. Best attendance Sunday since 2008 with more than 600,000 fans. Best average attendance for a Sunday since 2014. First back-to-back weekends of more than 1.5 million fans since 2017. That's good for MLB right there. Very nice. Well done, Major League Baseball. I have not – this is the first time in years that I've made it to June without going to a game. So Hmm. – Outside of 2020, so I got to get there. I'm sure I'll have a blast. I'm sure it's a good experience now. Without with the faster game, like you're out of there in two and a half hours, two two forty five now. So like, I'm for me that's great. Yeah. So I got well, to get there. I, I was gonna go Friday because I want because Reds were in town. And I wanted to see Ellie De La Cruz live. Look, the tickets cheapest one was fifty dollars. I was like, you know what, man, I'm just gonna go meet up with a buddy and watch the game and uh glad i didn't go because not only did the astros lose ellie didn't even play friday that was like his first game to sit so glad i didn't go but anyway i i need to hit up a game soon too yeah l man i figured you'd be ellie hunting and cards already <laughs> oh i've been i, I did last night <laughs> i opened I actually opened this box last night did not hit an ellie i hit one before but i didn't hit one in that i got i got a good on no cruise out of there though how's it going tim what up, What's buddy? Up, Timmy. We're waiting to hear your weekly recap too. There's so <laughs> no one that comes in. Um, so yeah, that's good. My good this week. I'll go back to a little fantasy. Shohei Otani, who leads the Angels in everything ever. Literally um, everything. Literally everything possible that you can think of. Um probably. F- Let's say something stupid. I won't. I'm not going to say anything stupid. So he leads him in everything. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, anyways, he has a monster, monster week. His last seven days, he's hitting 434 with six dongs, 12 RBIs, nine runs, uh, slugging 1304. He had a 70-point week hitting the baseball. He also uh, had a win. This He pitched six innings, got a win, only struck out three, not the greatest, but um, overall 70-week fantasy point week which is pretty big that's great so yeah so shohei otani on the season now hitting 300 with 24 homers already 10 stolen bases slugging 632 yeah monster monster season out of shohei otani who by far is i don't nobody gonna beat him in the mvp again so uh he's running away with that one and about to get paid a yeah. lot <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, a buddy of mine who uh, 
he watches some baseball. He's not a big baseball fan. But whenever he has, you know, something baseball-wise, he'll message me. He sent me the the picture with all this the other day. It's <laughs> Angels team leaders. And Otani leads all these categories. Runs, hits, home runs, base on balls. He's tied with Trout. RBIs, stolen bases, on-base percentage, slugging, OPS. Then we get to the pitching. Wins, ERAs, and strikeouts. <laughs> He's... He's uh, lead it off. That's, I got one more good then because I thought you were going to say this one. I, I really thought that you were going to say it. So I left this guy for you to do and you didn't even do it. <sighs> you just now you made me do you. I, I was you bummed me out. It was your it was your chance, dude. It was your chance to finally get your guy in here. Uh, my other good from this past week, Michael Harris. Hit, oh, yeah. five, hit 556, slug 963 this past week. 44 fantasy points he had this week. Three homers, two stolen bases. He has 91 total fantasy points. He had 44 of them in the last seven days this week. So basically he matched. He got half of his fantasy points on the season in this pa- in this this past week. So yeah, that was good for Michael Harris. I thought for sure you were going to say him. You had it. Uh, you know what? I had it saved on my phone because somebody tweeted, uh, if you dropped Michael Harris in fantasy, I, I feel sorry for you. And so I went back and looked. I was like, oh, man, I, I, I had seen because I, I don't have any shares of him right now. I'd seen that he had he, he was hitting, but I didn't know it was like that, bro. <laughs> uh, hey, we'll see. Maybe the rest of the season he keeps it. I, there's no way he can be that on fire, but, you know. <laughs> All right, we'll go ahead. Bad. Let's Bad. Ruin, ruin the mood for everybody Bad. here. Bad. All right, man. Okay. Bring them up almost every week now. But I was looking at it and from a different perspective. So the A's moving to Vegas, that's probably good for baseball. You know, I mean, it sucks for Oakland, but it's probably good for baseball to have a team in Vegas. But – that is bad for all the other ALS teams because the Oakland A's, my Astros, that's where we get half our wins, man. <laughs> when, they, when they move to Vegas, they, they, they might be able to put a little team together over there. They might, they're not going to be just, uh, you know, uh, uh, beanballing it, you know, uh, money ball. <laughs> you want to know what I think happens? I think they move the team there and, like, they do this – they get a little buzz and the attendance goes up a little bit early, which I, I just don't see how it lasts, but we'll see like a year, like 82 games in Vegas to go to for baseball. Like I, it's the, I don't, we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong on that. However, what I think is happening is the owners getting them there. They're going to get a little bit of attendance crease. They're going to spend some money, maybe put a team together there because they got their wish to move there. And then he's going to sell it. That's pretty much what I think is going to happen. Okay. So then we'll see what happens after they sell it. Sucks for Ace fans, though. That's but that's my yeah. It does. It does suck for Ace fans. I we were talking on the radio that saying that uh, you know, a lot of people, whenever the you know the schedule comes out, that they're gonna go to a game out of town. Whenever it's Vegas, you know, people are gonna want to go to Vegas. So we'll see how that works. I know it worked for the football team. I don't know about a baseball team. <laughs> yeah, time will tell. My bad. Oh, man. So that was a segue because I'm talking about Nolan. Oh, man. But really, it's Nolan Gorman. 
who makes my bad. He's had a rough, rough week, but he's really having a rough, rough June now. In 19 days so far into this season, he's got a 47.4K rate in June. So he's striking out half the time after posting really, really good uh, March, April, May numbers like we talked about on the show and we were watching it uh, first two months hovering around 25% K break, which was great for him. Um, Now he's up to a 47.4, which raised his first half K rate up to 30.7. So that was the one thing that we were really looking for out of Nolan Gorman was to play Mm -hmm. discipline. And that's what's going to separate him from superstardom, I really think, uh, to just being your prototypical power hitter and strikes out a lot. So that's something to monitor as we move forward, but he makes my bad. So ugly, ugly. All right. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but the all-star game hats got leaked and they're hideous. I mean, (laughs) geez, dude, they're like, if you, if you check on, uh, on Twitter at talking baseball, uh, one of the John boy sites, uh, you can see a picture of it. They actually have a sock. I know they see the White Sox one. Just yeah. to dunk on the White Sox more, that one gets the one that gets so, me. She saw that. Yeah, sure. it's like a all of pas- the same pastel greenish gray something. I don't know what color that is, but it's ugly, man. It's like it's not. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> Tom, what's going on, buddy? Make sure you check out Top Rope Wrestling also with our buddy Tom here. Good stuff. Obviously, Tim, check out the Tim King show too. Does an amazing job with that AEW Dynamite review show. And my co-host on Roto Slappers Fantasy Football, which most of you know too. So uh yeah, my ugly is Lance Lynn this week. Mm-hmm. I told you Lance ugly doesn't have to necessarily mean bad always. He he had a monster start this week, struck out 16 guys. Prototypical White Sox fashion. They lost the game. So he has this amazing start, and you can't even get the win, the extra points on top of it. Uh, and it's just – it's also a real-life ugly for me because the White Sox are part of it, and, of course, the White Sox would waste a start like that. So that's my ugly. Uh, that is our good, bad, and ugly on the week. So you know what that you – know you know what it's time for now? I get to play it once. I'm gonna. I'll try not to play it a lot this time, but I. I wait all week to just. <laughs> who you got? Mike? Who you? Who you picking them up? Yeah, we got pick them up while they're hot. Drop them when they're not. So, since we started with the drop while it's hot, I'll start with uh, somebody you should pick up while they're hot. Drop them when they're not. You you brought them up a couple weeks ago. Mr. Spencer Torkelson, first base for Detroit, 10.9% owned in his last seven games, slashing 310, 375, 690. Three home runs, eight RBIs, two doubles, and six runs scored. They got him batting two hole right now. Might have found him a good spot. So that is my pick him up while he's hot, drop him while he's not. The next two, a little bit different than that. This one is, I mean, he's the... Hot prospect being brought up today, batting seventh, Mr. Henry Davis, catcher, and will have outfield eligibility soon for Pittsburgh Pirates, 9% owned. Um, Not the only catcher, right? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I'm ruining your – No, he's a a catcher, but – No, 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 he's not the only catcher that's supposed to be coming up soon. They're coming up, so that's what I mean. But go ahead. I'm ruining. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, they're – 
But uh, is it? It's Bo, right? That's Bo. That's what I'm pretty sure. But yeah, go ahead. So he's uh, Henry Davis was a first overall pick in 2021 for Pittsburgh. He's an incredible athlete. Um, it's 232 minor league uh, plate appearances this year. He's slashing 284, 433, 541 with 11 home runs and nine stolen bases just to throw in there. They're going to be playing him in right field. They said they might get him in catching every once in a while. Their catchers are doing pretty good in Pittsburgh right now. So, But he, he's, he's their catcher of the future. So, and, I mean, number one overall draft pick. He has the hype. I'd go ahead and, I mean – you always need you always somebody's always looking for a catcher in fantasy league because it's just not a strong position usually. Uh yeah, this guy good plate discipline all around too. Minor league numbers look pretty good. 17% walk rate in 41 games and double A this uh this season. Got bumped up 17 you know on 10 games. I mean that's a small sample size, but still had the 17% walk rate. Guy only striking out about 20 24% of the time too. Yeah. So that's pretty. That's pretty pretty good. Pop, and you had some pop in that bat. So, mm-hmm. lots of pop in that bat. If you can put it all together, insane raw power. Yeah, if you can go ahead and get him, do it. My man Nick, thank you. I know I got a haircut. Oh, nice. I'm a little, a little fresher than usual. I got a polo on too. That might help. Because I, I noticed that, man. We um, we went out to eat after picking, uh. William up. So we went to Portillo's. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know that place. So that's where he went because he wanted a hot dog. So, and then I came home and then we jumped right into this. And then before you keep going on your thing, thoughts on the Phil's hot streak. Yeah, I don't... The Phillies, I always figured the Phillies were a team that would figure it out anyways. Mm -hmm. Right? I never kind of... It's a long season and I never really kind of got nervous about them. No, I was reading that... um... I believe it was Zach Wheeler. He, uh, his numbers aren't, aren't what he's actually doing. You know, he's, he's pitching up to uh, great potential right now. He's pitching great and he's just not, he wasn't getting the uh, outcome really. So that's one thing. And, uh, you know, Harper came back early and if you can have Bryce Harper in your lineup, you're going to be doing good. I, I, I was never worried about the Phillies. Um, they're, they should. Oh, I don't know. That's it's a tough division. Anyway, it is, but they're right there in the wild card, and I always kind of figured they'd be a team that kind of figured this out. They're too. They're loaded up and down. Kyle yeah, Schwarber got... is also on fire now again. And uh, we'll talk about him fantasy baseball wise in a little bit too. Yeah, but... Ramuto. He might not be having his usual season, but he will. <laughs> so yeah, Nick, you can calm your panic. You're. T- you try being a White Sox fan because that's really the Titanic that's sinking. <laughs> I didn't, I never really thought the Phillies were as dysfunctional as the White Sox. So I never really, as, I never worried much about them, but they'll climb. I knew they'd climb their way out of that. But so, go ahead. Got a uh, next, uh, I believe I told you to add this guy earlier this season, or maybe uh, Mr. Streets here did. Lamont Wade Jr. He's a first base outfield for San Francisco. He's only 27.5% owned. I was reading that actually his percentage own went down this past week somehow. I believe out of first baseman uh, points-wise, he's like the number seven first baseman points-wise. Um, but on the season, he's slashing 279, 416, 465 with nine homers, 
27 RBIs, 11 doubles, two stolen bases. He's having a career year. He is most likely better than at least one outfielder on your roster, if not better than your the first baseman. So, I mean, if you're in a league with four outfielders, he should probably be one of them if he's not on anybody else's roster because you probably don't have four outfielders better than this guy. So he's been doing it all season. I mean, <laughs> just go ahead and add him. I know he's not a big name, but I think I guess that's why people are passing by him. Uh, I don't know. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know what that means. So that means now we have Tim King's one fantasy baseball league update um, for you all here. And he had an awful week and lost to Timbo. <laughs> Congrats to Timbo on that one, man. I'm playing Timbo this week, actually. <laughs> and then Nick also kind of relayed what I just said. And yes, ice plus ship equals White Sox. And that's exactly what they are. Man. So, uh, one more that I, I've been wanting to put in waiver wire ads, but he just wasn't getting the at-bats. He is now since uh, our boy Jordan's down. So, Yanair Diaz, catcher for Houston. He's uh, playing a lot of DH, too. Uh, I believe he's got some starts in the outfield spot, but um, this is kind of a deeper league ad or um, a dynasty ad. But uh, – he, he should be the Astros catcher of the future. The guy can hit, and he's a good. He's pretty good in the field. Uh, he was he got he was acquired in the trade from Cleveland for uh, Miles Straw. We got Yanir Diaz, and um, gosh, I can't think of the reliever's name who had a pretty good year. So I, I think I think we won that trade anyway for the season. Uh, he has 106 at bats. All right, so 274, 289, 491 slash. Five homers, 12 RBIs, and eight doubles. The guy's got great barrel and contact rates. If you want to look him up, Streets, I know that's your thing. Uh, the kid can hit, man. Uh, I mean, Astros fans, and it seemed like uh, upper management were getting frustrated with Dusty not getting him in the lineup somehow. Uh, the Martin Maldonado's got to be behind the plate, apparently. But I digress. I just think uh, he's a good pickup. While uh, Jordan's out, he's going to be getting some at-bats. And especially if he's not owning a dynasty league, go grab him. Yeah, I mean, uh, average exit velocity, 91.5, max 109.8. Not bad, not top of the line, but um, not, a, not a whole lot of – he doesn't qualify yet, so it's pretty de- – I mean, that's pretty good, but he just doesn't qualify for it yet, I guess I should say. And that's yeah. kind of where it is. So it's hard to judge it because, like – Compared to everybody else, he only has 106 plate appearances, but that's pretty good. Yeah, like I said, deeper league ad or you know, 282 expected batting average. So he's got a 47.3 hard hit rate, only 16.7 K rate. Walked a little down, but um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm a fan. Uh, so I'm gonna move on to my pitching waiver wire ads. Uh, first one. Not very exciting. Not going to, you know, blow your top off. But Mr. Wade Miley, starting pitcher, Milwaukee, 9.2% owned. He's an old vet coming off the I.L. 
But his first start back, and they were they were holding his innings back too. Five innings pitch, two hits, zero earned runs, four Ks. Uh, got the win against Pittsburgh. Uh, he's facing the Cleveland Guardians on Friday. I think it's a, I think it's a pretty good matchup. Uh, you know, Cleveland can't hit, so I mean they they're not great, but I, I watched them put up some runs a week or so ago. So, uh, but I. I think Wade Miley, he's good for uh, points league. Um, he's going to steady get you, you know, 12, 15 points usually on ESPN. Uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping he crushes and I can trade him for something in a dynasty league. So Nice, nice. Uh, second <laughs> second uh, pitcher ad right here. This one's a little speculative, but I, I, I'm liking it. Brian Wu, starting pitcher for Seattle, 2.7% own. He had a rough first start. But his next two were pretty solid. Uh, his next two starts, he 12 innings pitched, uh, 20 Ks. His ERA is 730 from that first start because he gave up so many runs in, in like an inning or two. But uh, from after that first start, he has uh, 10 innings pitched. He's allowed four earned runs. He has given up, I believe, it's three or four home runs. And, but um, – He's at the Yankees on Thursday, and I got to say, uh, I'll, I'll go on about this a little bit in just a minute. Also, the Yankees right now, their lineup's not scaring me. I'm okay with starting a pitcher who's not the greatest against the Yankees. So uh, that, that that's an ad right there I, I think you should do. Uh, he's going to get you some Ks for sure. I mean, 20 strikeouts in 12 innings. So my next pitcher. This is where I'm going with the Yankees was uh Grandian Bello, starting pitcher for Boston, 16% owned. His first two starts of the season were garbage. But I won't even get into those. After that, he has nine straight starts with three or fewer earned runs. So his best start was uh, this past week against the Yankees. He had seven innings pitched, four hits, one earned run, and eight strikeouts. Friday, he is facing your White Sox, friend. So, out of all of those, I would go grab him first. Awesome. That's That wraps you up on your waivers there, buddy? That, is, that wraps up my waiver wires, guys. Pick them up while they're hot, drop them while they're not. Justin, what's up, buddy? Thank you for stopping by and checking out Roto Slappers Fantasy uh, Baseball. Thank you, sir. Look at that. I didn't play it. See, I didn't drive it into there. <laughs> I, it, it killed me not to do that, though. It really That's did. All right, man. Is there anybody that you are? This is more of a. Like, I didn't have anything written down here. Is there anyone you're ready to drop now, though? Oh, man. Any, anybody you did drop this past week that you finally pulled a plug on and you uh, said, hey, I'm done with this guy. So, No, but I came very close. Uh, let me double check. Uh, but it's uh, my catcher, and um, he needs to be. I don't know. Uh, MJ Melendez, yeah. He was <laughs> a big name at the start of the season. He, he just keeps getting less. He's he's still 55% rostered, but, I mean, he's he's just not getting it done, man. He's got so many negative points. and He has six homers on the season, batting 218. Uh, 
29 runs scored. I don't know. I can't I can't find many positives here for how high he was getting taken. And Jay Melendez could have dropped him for Gary Sanchez and then dropped Gary for uh, Henry Davis if I was really, really looking. I, I'm just hoping he does something, man. I, I, I'm still winning despite him right now, so hopefully he turns it around. You Are you going to hold on to Stanton? Oh, you're giving uh, up on him, Giancarlo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't have him. No, no shares of him. No shares of Giancarlo. Is he injured again, or nope. what's he doing? Just not having a great year. Okay, he's so streaky. Yeah, um, he's one of those power streaky guys. When he starts hitting the ball, he hits it far. But I don't know. Maybe age is catching up with them. I just like to look at trends and see who is who people are going with the flow. Yeah. If you're giving up on that. I it's hard for me to give up on a lot of those guys. Like I saw his drop rate was pretty high. That's why I was curious. I'd probably hold on to him, like you just said, streaky, but he could carry you when that bat yeah. gets going. When he when uh, he gets out, he gets out. If you're winning and you got a guy like that, like I said, you're winning despite that guy, you said you hold on to him. If you're if you're in uh you know, drowning mode. You're, you're trying to grasp, grasp onto something. Uh, you got to make some moves, and uh, I'm sure uh, Professor Streets will get into that a little bit. Yeah, you, I, Nolan Gorman's another guy out of the hitters I see getting dropped massively out there too. And these are we're talking shallow like if you're in a 14 team league or nah, a deep dynasty league, you're not. There ain't nothing. You ain't. This show is probably not. And you, it's, it's, you could listen, and it's you're going to get some help on this, but you're probably not picking up and dropping most of these guys. So that part of the show is not more for you because they're probably mm-hmm. all gone already in those. But in 12-team team, team, team or less leagues, I see Nolan Gorman is being dropped at a double-digit rate. Percent-wise in that, I don't know. I can't. Like, this is a second baseman with 15 home runs on yeah. the season so far. I get it. Bad, bad, bad June, but bad months happen in the strikeout rate, something that we don't, that we want to monitor, but I just don't, I would rather try to hold like mm-hmm. in a category league. He's not going to, he's not helping you, but he's not killing you out there. Like you can get through with it. I, I'm in the points league. I get it. Cause he's putting up negative points. He's put up negative points probably for two weeks with that strikeout rate, mm-hmm. which is kind of killing you, but I'd still rather move him to a bench. If you have that spot, I would really, really, or try to trade him first. I can't yeah. see dropping him just yet. Yeah, it happens a lot too. Um, these these long months, long periods with the youngsters came up, and he's a young, he's a young kid. Just look at Julio Rodriguez last year. I mean, he did not come on till the second half of the season, and all of a sudden it's looking like Ken Griffey Jr. out there or something. Yeah, another one. I look at pitchers, so I'm just looking at ad drop rates and guys that are struggling out there. Um, another one that stands out to me is Luis Severino. Mm-hmm. You, we know how pitching has gone, right? Yeah. It's been pretty bad. It's been, it hasn't been great overall for a lot of guys out there. A lot of the top end guys haven't been that great or they've been hurt on the season this year. What do you do with the Luis Severino? Strikeout mm-hmm. rates down, walking four per nine. Are you ready to, could you cut loose on him? Or was he, gonna, was he on the IL? Is he coming off the IL? Yeah, he only has 30 innings so far this year. So he, uh, who I keep a close eye on him because he might still be 
you know, feeling it from the IL. He might still be a little injured. That that might be what it is because if he has 30 innings worked up, then it seems like he would, you know, be <laughs> be himself. But if he's still struggling, he might be hurt. I mean, it's hard to say with the, how shallow pitching is right now. Yeah, he's getting rocked out there, so that's probably that's part of the problem. Yeah, and he's his, getting uh, rocked. I, I, uh, there, there, there's nobody on the Yankees right now that's just uh, that's over impressing me. Besides, you know, Garrett Cole, you got to hang on to that guy. But uh, Anthony Rizzo, anyway, that that that's not not my point. The, I, I, Severino, if he's just getting rocked every start, yeah, he, and he's coming off the aisle, he might end up right back on the aisle. So his velocity is fine, uh, fastball-wise, I guess. His four-seam fastball averaging the same that it did last year. His slider, 85, 83.9, close. little tick down on that one. Cutter, 87. Cutter, 90. So I get his four-seam still in line, but the rest of his stuff, velocity-wise, is a little bit down. Spin rates, 26, 26, 24, 25 look okay like i don't know um so he's not throwing us he doesn't he's throwing same pitch mix for the most part no sinker at all this year unless it's just stack cast is not counting it i don't know um i don't he's a guy so here's what i would probably do with him i think he's gonna get dropped enough out there and majority of leagues because he was 90 percent roster and everybody held on to him because i did I'm still actually mm-hmm. using him. I don't know if that's a good idea anymore. Um, but I think he's a guy that's going to get dropped. And if you're somebody that's rostering junk and you have spots, like you've been spot, let's say you've been picking up spot starters and you mm-hmm. just, or you have a, an IL stint. That's the type of guy you use your waiver claim on to me and pick up. I yeah. think that's the type of guy that can, maybe you, maybe it's not injury for me. Maybe it's more of a, um, Maybe it's more of like a coming back from injury type thing and taking a little while to kind of get acclimated. Um, It looks like, I mean, his first two starts, I mean, that's too much, uh, too many fly balls. That's for sure. So certainly a 38% um, ground ball rate so far this season, usually about a 44% guy, 43% fly ball. So that's probably, that's a big, big part of the problem. Uh, And I think something he'll have to figure out there. And start his first, yeah, his ball, first you know. two starts, he only gave up one earned run in both, or like two earned runs total, one earned run in both. And then after that, you know, he goes against Dodgers, White Sox, Mets, and Boston, and he's given up seven runs, four runs, five runs, three runs. Two of those games, he gave up three home runs against the Dodgers and White Sox. He gave up a home run against the Mets, no home runs against Boston. I mean, Babbitt's 292 in the season, too. That's not helping. Nineteen point five home run to fly ball rate. That's the walks. The the strikeouts are down. That's not. That's what's his fit being going to be great because he's just uh, the overall everything else from K to nine, walk to nine, and yeah, you can definitely pick him up off waivers or hang on to him. Um, Like sixty six percent left on base is going to go up. That's a ridiculous. There's no way you can't uh, do that. Yeah, so like that'll go up just naturally. As he pitches, like he's not going to be a, a 630 ERA guy as he moves. Mm. I, he's got to get the ball back on the ground. He's put the ball's getting hit in the air too much off of him. So he's got to figure something out. It could just be location. 
where he's putting these pitches and he's not locating well lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause like I said, the velocity kind of seems okay to me. So yeah, that's a guy I think you look out for. That's a, that's a guy that's going to get dropped. One man's junk is another man's garbage in, in fantasy sports period. And in these 12 team leagues that are shallow, someone drops something all the time. You, I should get, I should bring it back. I haven't been tweeting it. I did it a few weeks ago with, with like Carlos Correa, for instance. Remember that? Like, yep. What are you, what were you thinking? Dropping Carlos Correa. So, mm-hmm. but it happens in these 12 team leagues every single week, you can dumpster dive for gold for something that's going to help you come the playoff stretch. So, but that was all. I kind of just want to look at some of the, the trends there after your waivers and see what you thought. Um, gotcha. Now, before we sign off here, it's time for the new segment. You ready? I'm ready. Oh, hold on. We got. Let me let me get back to this first, and then then we'll get to the new segment. We got some oh. comments, so let me catch up on some of the comments first, real quick. Mikey Nenito, what's going on, buddy? Make oh, sure you stay here uh, for Raw dogging it with De Niro after Russ. Watch the Raw main event right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Kick it with him. I got Raw on behind me with Rhea Ripley coming out. Um, so yeah, make sure you stay tuned for that. Yeah. Very and then the, there he is, Devin, the tribal chief. Throw your ones up for him. On? What's going on, buddy? Courtney, I'll throw my one up. Thank you for tuning in. She says the Yankees need a new coach. <laughs> Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone is starting. He's losing that rub a little bit. He's he seems like a guy who always kind of goes in and out. There, they like him. They hate him. They like him. They hate yeah. him. He's never. He's never. Never. Over a hundred percent of the time, there there's always a lot of Aaron Boone hate. Oh, I, I've seen some Yankee sites, and it's just like uh, <laughs> the things they call Aaron Boone. <laughs> the expectations for the Yankees though are sky high. Oh yeah, yeah, Every they season. always are. So like, if you struggle at all in New York, you're gonna mm-hmm. get hated on. Yeah. Courtney, I suggest watching a White Sox game. <laughs> just trust me because it's probably the best therapy and medicine you can have as a Yankee fan. Cause then you could look at that and go, good Lord. That's what it's like out on the outskirts of other teams, uh, <laughs> major league baseball there. <laughs> but anyways, Courtney, thank you for tuning in. Um, the Yankees always will be fine. Wait till they get Rodon back second half of the season. Yep. That's just the Yankee thing. The judge is out right now with the, it's crazy how so, one, I don't know, but they'll be back. One, I, go ahead. One, it's crazy how one bat can really just hamper a team. Uh, the Yankees with Judge, the Astros with Jordan. It's like they're just not hitting as much without these two guys. I mean, obviously, but I mean, well, it, it affects the entire lineup. They're big protection for everyone else in that. Mm-hmm. When you lose the big protection, it downgrades everybody else that was around them in the lineup. I mean, the Houston, though, like the Houston. Guys like Tucker, Altuve, and Bregman to me don't need Alvarez for protection. They're legit hitters to me. You just lose the production of Alvarez, and that's that takes a big hit. I, <laughs> the Astros just a weird. I, the Astros will figure it out. They're too loaded all around. I could see where Judge affects the Yankees lineup more than uh, Jordan would affect the rest. Only because I think you guys have some bigger boppers at other places and better bats than they do crazy to say that don't hate me for that courtney 
<laughs> I mean, Yankees got Rizzo, and uh, if Stanton can get going, uh, Donaldson seems as even playing. I like right Volpe. Now. I love Anthony Volpe. Volpe, yeah, yeah. Rizzo, but then they get a lot of. There's just a lot of like, they're always war darlings, and they're positive war players that they throw out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this, Donaldsons, and they traded Gio Ursula, but. Uh, they fill it with a bunch of like eh, stuff for me after those guys. So, yeah, but I don't know. It's they're the Yankees, so they'll do something at the deadline, mm-hmm. and they always add something. The Yankees, <laughs> the Phillies, you guys are making me angry asking, worrying about these team types of teams. <laughs> like, it's hard out there for some of the the real struggling teams. And you're like, I overcooked my flaming young. I might not survive. <laughs> if you get the analogy um i get you man. I, see, I, I see your pain bro <laughs> <laughs> but no i think the yankees will be fine aaron boone will keep his job too probably and everything will be kosher there all right anyways back to where we were i went on a huge tangent there so let's wrap this up with um little professor streets the debut of him as we uh, try to fix one of your teams. B A B B E B B I Bicky by B O Bo Bicky by Bo B U Boo Bicky by Bo Boo. So, Professor Streets is here, and um, I'm gonna try to fix a team. It, it comes from I got the idea because I saw a team out there that could do this, should do this, and it happens every year. I see these types of teams. So, ten weeks to go. And if you're a bubble team or a team trying to get into that six spot, you're battling, you, you, you need to assess. So step one, this is head-to-head categories only. That's what we're going to talk about here. And we're going to try to fix that this week first. Professor Streets will be back for a points league or a rotisserie league. We'll pick one next week. Take a note. Okay. Step one, you need to analyze and assess your strengths and weaknesses. That's what you have to do. So what I mean by that is like we talked about earlier in the season, head to head categories allow you to punt a category. If you have to, uh-huh. it, let's say we're going to do a, a basic five by five. here. So there's 10 total categories. You have five pitching and you have five um, hitting. Let's say you have Bobby Witt junior, uh-huh. right? I, mm-hmm. I know you have him, but I'm not using you. This is not your team. I promise this has nothing to do with you. This is not you that I saw. But th- if you have Bobby Witt Jr. out there, but the rest of your team doesn't steal bases, what you have right now is like the number five ranked shortstop or third baseman out there. You have a very valuable player in Bobby Witt Jr. But the 21 stolen bases, aren't, they're not helping you because you're not winning stolen bases every week. So you have to you have to come to the reality like I have to make a move and you have to start to get creative. So you can try to sit back and go, okay, how can I do a two for two with the team? Who's out there that has go look at like the team that has a Nolan Arenado and see if they could use some stolen bases and try to do a player swap where you do Bobby Witt and something else for a Nolan Arenado and a closer because now you add saves onto your team. You basically you're transferring stolen bases into saves, but you're getting the elite third base bat back in Nolan Arenado. So you're going to help out batting average RBIs and runs and stuff like that a little bit more too. So you're losing stolen bases, but you're bringing back 
a saves or some other category in that nature. You could do the same thing with a shortstop um, if, with Bobby Wood Jr. if you like. But that's an example. Like, don't don't let a category rot on your bench anymore if you're a bubble team. Professor, like, professor, I have a question. Go ahead. If I get this correct, analyze and, and assess your strategy and weaknesses. Yep. If you are not winning stolen bases, punt that. Yes. Get rid of the stolen bases. Add on to your other categories so you can win those because you're obviously not going to win the stolen bases with only one guy who can steal bases. You got it. Now there you're you getting go. it. There yeah. we go, Professor. Thank you. You can even turn in. You can even look at a Jose Ramirez. I know he hasn't stole a like a crap ton of bases this year, but he has six stolen bases on the year, and he might be a stolen. He's he's a, just a big big fish overall. But if you're on the bubble and you have a Jose Ramirez, turn him into two players. You can even you, you got to start bleeding one thing to get into another. I wouldn't start there, but like Bobby Witt is a perfect example. A lot of these teams out there in head-to-head categories leagues hold on to these one stolen base guy for some reason, but he's not helping you. You're still losing stolen bases every week, but you're keeping. You're just thinking that you're keeping because he's a he's an elite player out, like uh, in other spots, like in runs and home runs, and he's doing other things for you. So like, well, but he's still good, so I'm using him. Well, no, you're you're losing a category still every week. Um, even if you're mediocre at it, it might be best to just get rid of it. Now, if you're winning, go for it. Like if you want to try to hold out, hope that you could get a, one of the, an S like a, an S 30 or just a stolen base specialist or somebody else gets called up that might steal bases. So be it, go for it. And then you hold on to that guy and do what you can. But if you're a bubble team fighting to get in, it's not doing you any good. So you need to analyze and assess your strengths and weaknesses. And then you have to think outside the box for a trade. So step two would be think outside the box. Basically that's, I forgot. I kind of skipped over that. No, ah, no, I got you right here. Think outside the box. Thank you, professor. Yep. There's a team out there that has something that you could use a, a bat that can use stolen bases. So go find that team and do so. Same thing can be said for pitching, uh-huh. right? If your team has been pretty good offensively this season, but you're just getting crushed every, like you have two, you have one good starter or two good starters on the season, but everything else, the rest of your starters are so bad that your ratios, you're not winning them regardless. It's time for you to trade that pitcher. Go out there and find a team that could get that could use the starting pitcher. Like their pitchers are fine, they're battling each week, and then go trade that for a bat. It might suck. You have Spencer Strider, but but then Lance Lynn goes out there for two starts that week and gives up twenty runs, so it ruins Spencer Strider. So he's not doing anything for you for ratios. So it's time to trade Spencer Strider for an elite bat, and that's what you got to go do. I remember. Like now's the time of the season where you really have to do it because there's only 10 weeks to go. Mm. I'm usually quick to do this like in the third, fourth week of a season. And I remember 2017, it was the yeah year after his all-star year, I traded Jacob DeGrom, my pitching stunk. And I I gave up Jacob DeGrom and I got Will Myers back. Sounds crazy now because look at what happened. Jacob DeGrom took off after 20 seconds. Like he turned into the best pitcher in baseball. He was still a three ERA guy at that time. Um, still really good. He was still really, really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I took that was Will Myers' last all star year. I think he had 30 home runs and 20 stolen bases still in 2017. Yeah. So, like, yeah. 
I knew my pitching wasn't going to do anything for me. So I went and turned, I just got rid of a starter and I went and got a power speed combo guy because it boosted my soul and bases and it boosted my power. So my overall offensive categories got better. So you analyze and assess your strength and weaknesses and you got to think outside the box. Step three is don't be afraid to trade. Like you're entering the time where it's a, you got to throw a Hail Mary here or there. Um, so many people just seem so timid to make a trade. They're worried about losing a trade. They're worried about value, but you got to do something. So don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to make a trade. Think outside. So analyze, assess your strength and weaknesses. You got it. I got it. Think outside the box, brew something up, think outside the box, and then don't be afraid to make the trade. Don't be afraid to trade. Also, if you're winning, go for it. I got that too. Yeah, so winning's a whole other ball game, but this is for the people out there that are not even in the playoffs or on the bubble mm-hmm. for playoffs. On the bubble, yeah. You gotta, you, you just gotta make a move, and you gotta mm-hmm. you strengthen, make the part of your team stronger that's already good, and just get rid of the part that's not good anymore. I, I it's a hard thing to do, but it's a harsh reality of head-to-head categories to me, mm-hmm. like. Instead of saying, well, my goal is to balance out and try to win all 10 categories, say, no, I need to win eight. Mm-hmm. I'm okay punting two if I can just try to win as many. as If I can just win five to six every week to finish out the season, floating around just over 500, but get me right into that six spot, that's what mm-hmm. you're looking to do. Get your team in the playoffs, and then anything can happen there. Then you got to pl- and now you, and then the next thing you need to start doing, the last step, is also. You need to, on Monday morning, you need to analyze the team you're playing. Right? All right. So, what that means is, you might have to adjust your game plan that week. Which means if, let's say, he has two or three starters going on Monday. And he has good starting pitching and you only have two good starters, three good starters, and some mediocre ones going after that. You might just want to hit your minimum innings pitch this week just so you could steal the ratios. Let him go after strikeouts. Mm -hmm. You try to go after the ratios and saves. Saves are always generally available, so this is something that you should always be hunting for anyways. Um, uh, Like Jordan Hicks didn't make – did he make a waiver? No, he wasn't on the the waiver. So Jordan Hicks all of a sudden now, like uh, they lose their closer. Jordan Hicks just had two saves over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So would it be surprised me if Gallegos gets saves now this week? No, not at all. But uh, right now, Jordan Hicks seems to be the guy next guy up. And he was a closer before with all the injury problems. Uh, so he's someone to watch out for. Hmm. So saves are re- readily there, but it could be a bullpen week for you. So that's what I mean. So if you're going up against a team that has really dominant pitching, take your, if you, you, if you have your best starter going Monday, let him go. But if you have your back end guys all going on Monday, you pull them all. You take them all out. All you're going to use this week are your two good starters, and you're going to go bullpen because you're going to try to win offense. You're going to try to win ratios, and you're going to try to steal saves. That's So you have to analyze who you're facing every week and adjust your game plan for that now. You're no longer just starting everybody that you're doing um, that you have on your team, right? Correct, correct. So that's how you got to do it. And that's- then if, if their starters get shelled, like midway through the week, it's game on all of a sudden. 
you know, now go ahead and start the rest of your guys' stream, some guys, if you want. So you're almost letting them depict it, the matchup mm -hmm. and kind of how it goes from there. And you'd be surprised you could steal it. So you do have to analyze who you're playing every single week. Go look at their team. Go check out um, how many starts they have on their current roster, who's starting the early games that week, and you need to plan from there. Do I have a chance to beat him this week in pitching? Blah, 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 so on and so on. So that's what you need to do, too. And that's yep. it. But that's how you climb out of a hole and get yourself into the playoffs by following all of those steps in a head to head categories league. Thank you, Professor Streets. That was very knowledgeable. <laughs> sometimes it's not about fantasy sports, sometimes are not about the, it's not like it's all about the players. Don't get me wrong. And they got, you got to have good players to win in fantasy sports. But you can also, you could play chess when you play fantasy baseball. You can. Mm -hmm. It is a game of chess at times. It's not so much players are good, players are bad. It's I know what I got, I know what he's got. Let's play some chess. Yeah. This week. Yeah. It's and you'd fun. be surprised. Yeah. And you can come next thing you know, you you win. Like you win six to four against the mm -hmm. juggernaut team by you could be the you could be the eighth place team in that league and you just beat the first place team six to four or like yeah, six to four that week. And you're like, wow. I did. I kind of played it safe and it worked this week. I kind of got the offense going, but really you're just, you, you need to finish 500 every week. And that's what you're going to try to do by doing this. So it kind of, at least keeps you in there and afloat. Even when it goes South, you, you become a 500 team the rest of the year. So that's kind of how I do it. So that's professor streets for you. I'm glad you came to my, my lesson. Uh, class is this B A B B E B B I Bicky by B O Bo Bicky by Bo B U Boo Bicky by Bo Boo. <laughs> All righty. With that being said, Blake, tell them where they could find you. You can find me on Twitter at Big TX Baseball. That's Big TX Baseball, stands for Big Texas Baseball. Um, that's pretty much it where you can find me. You can find me here every Monday at 8 p.m. Central. Uh, just be happy the guy has Twitter, guy. He has he has a yeah. pen and paper that he does all his stuff on. So just be happy he's even on Twitter. No lie. No lie. So, uh, no, much love up out to the Bloodline Network. Thank you, guys. Uh, happy late Father's Day to everybody. Happy Father's Day to you, sir. Ivan, happy Monday, my man. Thank much you. love. Also, make sure you check out uh, the Circle of Debate. Yes, all these guys on the Bloodline Network—they put in some work. They put on—they put on great shows, entertaining people. I mean, it's—it's it's not just about the uh, sport or whatever they're covering. They're entertaining people to watch. They—they keep you—they keep you, they keep you uh, viewed in. They—they they, they keep you in the zone, right? <laughs> that they do. Um, so. Let's do this first. With that being said, anybody out there right now that is watching this video, you know me. I am Streetsathon. You can find me at Streetsathon on Twitter also. That's probably the primary one. Um, wherever you're watching this video, you better get over to YouTube. Uh, click the link. Go find it. Please like it and subscribe to the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Also, you can find the audio version of this in every single other Bloodline Entertainment Network show that is out there. So listen on Spreaker, Spotify, and Apple Music, all of the major audio platforms. Um, so yes, you could do that too. So like we told you, stay here. Check out Raw Dogging It with De Niro. After that, 
We got it's not over after that. Kick it or gaming. We did kick into that's Friday night. <laughs> gaming with the bloodline comes on then at 10 o'clock, I believe. We got JD on Monday nights, so she'll be on tonight playing some video games. So make sure you head on over to Twitch to check that out. And make sure that you stay here all through the week because yes, the Bloodline Entertainment Network comes every single night with another another banger of a show wrestling sports entertainment um like we told you about the tim king show tim does everything out there he does it all with me you got nick the uw wrestling pod top rope wrestling circle of debate uh graden coming at you with all the hottest movie reviews and getting you caught up and talking about all of the timelines of dc and marvel and all the other fun stuff that goes on out there wrestle bread with jd she's also playing video games um tea and takes you got roto slips football coming to you this weekend also with tim and i again we're gonna do a live mock draft i'm probably missing something i'm trying to do this off the top of my head right now as i wrap <laughs> this up uh so if i am sorry but i'm trying to i think i got everything if i didn't i apologize on that also you can find everything that i do right here on the bottom look at it bloodlinenetwork.com all my rankings for fantasy football Articles are there, the 120. Um, Dynasty football rankings are coming out, too, this week. So we're going to drop that as well here uh, from the Roto Slappers. So once again, that is on bloodlinenetwork.com. I am Streets. That's Blake. We will see you next week, next Monday. Have a good one.